Blog Talk Radio.
higher, Jehovah, the mighty God. to Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. Amen? Amen. We're in the presence of the Holy One. And that's what's important. Amen? Amen. The Holy One lives in us and he is with us. And a special welcome to all of our first-time listeners. We are an international Christian, non-denominational Protestant Church, founded in the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. And we thank the Lord for being able to meet together in the Holy Spirit. We are all over the globe, different ones of us here and others there and the rest someplace in between. But the Holy Spirit brings us together in the unity of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. And we are grateful to the Lord for his love, his compassion, his mercy, his protection, his grace, his love, and the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? And as for our enemies, the Lord knows that I have a prayer request before him concerning those who feel the necessity to attack the members of this ministry and its website. Amen? Amen. And I'm holding that prayer before the Lord and believing him for the answer very soon. Amen. Amen. The scripture speaks very clearly on God's position on such. Amen? Amen? And we know that the Lord will honor his word as he has promised. Even as he reminded me while I was here, Standing in this very spot a little while ago, I'm going to do what I promised to do. All right then, Lord, we are waiting. Amen. 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 God is true to his word. He's true to his people. And even though he might not have done it when you thought he might, he still promises to do it. Amen. Amen. So we're looking forward to that moment. Amen? Praise the Lord. In the meantime, we stand in faith believing, just like Abram did, right? So that we will receive our promise. Amen? Amen. Amen. As you know, many of you, we celebrate Holy Communion at the very beginning of our service. It's just that important to us. It's vital. It's essential. It's part of our connection to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So if you have not repented of whatever you need to repent of, then now is an excellent time to do that. Amen? Amen? So, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we bring before you all the things that we actually need to repent of, not just the ones we think of on the spur of the moment. There are things and attitudes and dispositions in our lives that you're working on. You want us to change. And you're bringing us to the next step where we're going to need to repent some more. 
And we will, Lord. We will. In zeal, we will. We'll be zealous to repent. So, Father, we bring to you all the things we're presently aware of. And we ask for your forgiveness, for your mercy. Help us, Lord, to walk in accord with your spirit. Help us to walk in agreement with the word. Help us to remember that we are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, we live, and the life that we live now, we live by the faith of the Son of God, amen, who died for us, amen. So right now, Lord, we just take a moment for everyone to offer their private prayer to you. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, thank you, Lord, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Thank you, Lord. After the same manner also, he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Partake of the cup. Thank you, Lord. Ah, sins washed away. (laughs) Doesn't that taste good? Amen. Sins washed away. Doesn't that taste good? Amen. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. 
Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Amen, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for helping us to judge ourselves more accurately. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, your mercy is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches into the clouds. You are always present with us. Thank you for calling us into fellowship with you through your son, Jesus Christ. Not one word of all your good promises has ever failed in our lives. We are certain that you will never leave us nor forsake us. We rejoice in the sure knowledge Father, that you are our very present help in times of trouble and in times of need. Throughout our lives, we have never seen the righteous forsaken. Even when we are lacking in faith, Father, you are always full to us. Lord, you know us because we are yours. You always hear our cry. You know our ways. You recognize our voices. We thank you that we are your servants and you will always deal well with us. Father, thank you for always being faithful to to your word. We receive great confidence and assurance in knowing that your word will never return to you empty but it always accomplishes what you desire, and it, ach- and it will achieve the purpose that you have in mind. Father, you are steady and persistent in accomplishing your purposes in our lives. We know that you will keep us, Father. Your word never fails. Thank you, Father, for allowing us to experience your great faithfulness in our hearts and in our souls. Thank you for loving us. You are our faithful Father, and you will always keep covenant with us. Father, you will never permit our feet to be taken, nor moved. You never sleep as you watch over us. We rejoice together that your mercy endures forever. Great is your faithfulness to us. Amen. 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 Well, Lord, it's another Sunday, and we're so blessed. And we are. Yes. And we are so grateful for all of our graduates. Amen. Amen. We are We are so grateful for all of our graduates. Amen? 
Let's try that one more time. We are so grateful for all of our graduates because we love them. Amen? Amen. In Jesus' name, we have people that are graduating from high school, people that are, are, are moving forward in college and in grade school. We even have little people, and they're going forward with their two feet. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. I remember when I was a little girl, and my, my parents would take me over uh, to Riverside to get my shoes. And there'd always be some toddlers in there getting those white shoes, you know, that lace up that you have to polish every time they wear and there'd always be one of them in there to make it interesting. They'd get their shoes on. They'd stand up in the floor like, well, what's this feeling? And then they'd try to move. Some would take off running, and you'd have to chase them down the sidewalk because they ran out the front door. And others of them would just stand there and pose as if to say, well, don't you see me in my new shoes? Shouldn't you do something? But regardless of the position the child took, they were always proud to get their brand-new white shoes. To them, it was a promotion. They felt like grown-up kids then. They could stand up and do things other kids could do. So we want to say this to all of our graduates. Do everything the Lord has intended for you to do. Become what Jesus wants you to be. He sent you into the earth for a special purpose. Fulfill your purpose no matter what comes against you. Amen? Fulfill your purpose in the Lord. You'll be the most happy person. Just fulfill your purpose in the Lord. Amen? And never, 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 never give up. Amen? Never give up. I ought to know. Praise the Lord. Amen. Being your pastor was a long time coming. I do mean long. Amen. But don't give up. God knows what he is doing. He knows how long the training period must be and what you must endure so that you'll be able to stand when he takes you to the next position. Amen. Amen. So, today, we're going to talk about our blood covenant. Our blood covenant. It's important. It's very important. Just turn to Genesis, because most of the scriptures come out of Genesis. As long as you can find Genesis today, you'll do just fine. Amen. I think everybody knows where Genesis is. Mm-hmm. And Brother Bill has a very nice haircut. I want everybody to put your hands for, together for Jesus. <laughs> All right. As many of us know, God Almighty entered into a blood covenant with Abram. Amen. This was a very, very important event, a very 
very, very significant and important event. In fact, if it had not taken place, it's doubtful that we would be here today. You say, well, how can that be? You see, God's interaction with certain people has a tremendous influence on their descendants. A tremendous influence on their descendants. How each of your forefathers have interacted with God or failed to interact with God has an influence on your life. And when you come to this ministry, we begin to break the bondages through the Holy Spirit off your life, those influences that came down from your ancestors that were not favorable for you becoming and doing what God would have you to do. Amen? Amen. So how your ancestors interact and respond to Almighty God is extremely important. Amen? Had my grandmothers not been the prayer warriors that they were, I doubt that I would have become quite the prayer warrior I am now. Amen? So don't think that your succession in a line of, of relatives is unimportant and that what you do has no or little effect on them. That's just not the truth. What you do and the decisions you make influence those who are with you and those who come after you, even if you're not the person to give birth to them. Amen? Amen. I became a pharmacist. My niece became a pharmacist. I didn't tell her to do that, but she decided to. Amen? So I want you to know, that your input in your family is substantial. Every time I changed my vehicle and got a brand new one of a different make and model, within a year, members of my family, relatives, cousins and such, would change theirs. And I'm like, well, what's this got to do with anything? When I, got, when I received my present vehicle, I was driving down the street, uh, to my house, and I passed my cousin standing in my cousin's yard, in my other cousin's yard. And he went, well, who? I, I saw him when he pointed his finger at the car. Well, who? And she told him, oh, that's just Sabrina, you know. And so I heard later, oh, well, God has given us an upgrade. Hey, okay. And I looked up, and he had a car like mine. And I went, What's this got to do with anything, God? All I did was you and I decided on something, and I did it, and now they're all doing it. So you can't say they're not watching your life, and maybe there's something there to watch. Amen? Maybe they're watching God's change in you, and maybe they need to see that for their own encouragement and to continue standing in the gap is their call to do too. You know, you never know who's watching your life. You think they aren't paying you any mind at all, but that's not the truth. God is pointing you out to people everywhere. 
So what do you do? Let Jesus show through you. Amen? All right, so back to Abram. During this encounter between God and Abram, God identified himself. God introduced himself in a way that he had not introduced himself to Abram before. He expounded on who he really is. That's important. Why? Because this is God doing this, not just anybody. Amen? God wanted Abram to know and realize who was making these promises which he was receiving. He wanted to really know. God wanted him to really understand, I'm the one that's making you these promises. You need to know certain things about me. So God said in Genesis chapter 15, verse 7, Genesis chapter 15, beginning with verse 7. Genesis chapter 15, beginning with verse 7. He said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees. Well, anybody with any sense should be happy to leave Ur of the Chaldees. That was the witchcraft capital of the world. But if you grew up in it, you got used to it, and Jeroboam didn't disparage you too much anymore. But he said, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. To inherit it. And he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? Well, that was a decent question. Abram believed that God was going to fulfill his promise to him. Okay, that was a good thing. He didn't reject God's promise through unbelief. No, he received it and believed it. Amen? Now, he asked for a further confirmation of this promise. A further confirmation of this promise. You know, when God makes you a promise, and maybe you share it with your family member, you know, sort of like Joseph did, you know what they're going to do at crazy. Because they didn't hear God. You did. They're going to have too much to say that they ought not to say. They didn't get the revelation. You did. And, yes, they're going to try to talk you out of it. That's what they think in their rational, carnal minds they ought to do. But you need to remember that they're not your God. They're your family who loves you, but they are not your God who created you. Amen? Amen. He wanted something as an anchor for his faith. And you know, even when you're more seasoned in the Lord, and you've been with the Lord for decades, 
there come places in your life where you need and you perceive from within that your anchor needs to go deeper in the solid rock. Amen? Challenges will come to your life no matter where you are in your growth process that you feel you need more of God. Yes, Lord, I know who you are. We've been together for a long time. You've proved yourself to me over and over, but this challenge is something else. This challenge is something different. He wanted something tangible to hold on to. Amen? Can you identify with him? Can you? Many times we receive God's promise and believe. But when the going gets rough and tough and the enemy comes to steal those covenant promises from us, we need something to hold on to. We need something to hold on to. Now, I want to thank the Lord because last week I asked for a confirmation of something. And this week I got it in the mail. I asked for a confirmation of something that God and I have been talking about for decades. He's been trying to get through to my hard head for decades. And so I said, well, Lord, at this point, it's been so long, I need a confirmation again. Well, he didn't fail. He came through. See, God is faithful. I can tell you God's faithful, yes, because of the scriptures. But I can tell you God's faithful because of my life. I've proved him over and over and over again. And God is faithful. Even when I have messed up terribly, God came to my rescue. And sometimes I didn't have sense enough to ask him to. He did it out of his love for me. That's how I know he'll do it for you too. So don't act like God's going to leave you hanging out there in the wind by yourself. He never does that. He loves you too much for that. If you feel like you're hanging out there, make sure you didn't do something to disobey him. Amen? Or you might be actually sitting in time out and you feel like you're hanging in the air. Amen? Amen. So, where did I leave off here? Okay, we were talking about confirmation. Many times we receive God's promise and believe. But when the going gets rough, and it can get rough, circumstances don't change when we think they ought to. Sometimes God does it at the last second. But you see, you've got to grow to the place where you wait to the last second, and then, and then, and then, you've got to grow there. 
And if you don't have the first and then, you're not going to be strong enough to stand to the second and then. All right? So when the enemy comes to steal your covenant promises, you've got to tell the enemy he can't have them. They belong to you. They were a gift from your heavenly father. They were a gift to you from your heavenly father. And you're not giving up your gift. Praise God. As a confirmation of his promises to Abram, God entered into a blood covenant relationship with him. The significance of the blood covenant is fully seen and understood in the blood covenant between God and Abram. The blood covenant was a form of mutual covenanting between two individuals which are considered to be the most enduring, most sacred union and held a closer bond than being born to the same mother. Amen? In other words, this relationship is so melded together, so united, that it exceeds that of siblings born from the same mother. Amen? It's important. It's very important. In this relationship, as covenant friends, each individual was willing to lay down his life in defense of the other or to die in the place of the other. Their enemies became their mutual enemies, just as it is here at Miracle. Those who are attacking you, we consider it as they are attacking all of us. And we respond the same way. We don't have one level of response for ourselves and a different level of response for you. We are just as steadfast, just as faithful. We still wake up at the crack of dawn to jump on your enemy. And we're not complaining. We still get up long before the sun has thought about us to come against everything that's coming against you. Amen? So don't think, okay, we don't come back on the air until, until Wednesday. They forgot about it. No, we did not. No, we didn't. We never forget about you. We carry you with us everywhere we go. That's right. We carry you with us. Amen? So you need to remember that. I can remember times I would be getting myself into a mess, and I would ask the Lord to have Pastor Pat pray me out of the mess. And sure enough, I can tell that he did because the next time she saw me, she said, have you been get, being bad? I said, no, ma'am, I wasn't. I wasn't bad. I was good. Why? Because God told her to pray for me. I didn't get in trouble. 
Amen. I would get in a tight spot and not know what to pray. I said, Lord, I pray whatever Pastor Pat would have prayed if she'd been in this particular situation. And God honored my little backward prayer, (laughs) okay? He honored it. That's right. God honored my prayer. I knew somebody knew what to pray at that moment, and it wasn't me. And I knew one person that had faith who did. Amen? Amen. Sometimes you got to use whatever you can find. It's a, if it's the jawbone of a donkey, use it. Whatever you can find at that moment, you can't think, you can't figure out what to do suddenly, your mind went on a freeze. You can think of the name of Jesus. You can ask him to call, to pray for you. He prayed for Peter. When Peter had problems, he'll pray for you too. The Bible says he prays for you. Amen? You are not without somebody to intercede on your behalf. Praise God. Amen. That's the truth. Their enemies became their mutual enemies. If a covenant friend was pursued by an enemy or was at war, the other covenant friend would fight against his enemies with him. Their possessions became their mutual possessions. Remember the scripture said the early Christians, they had all things in common. Amen? They were under attack. The government was after them. The Jews were after them. They had enemies everywhere. They needed each other. They clung to each other. They had to survive. I know a lot of you never had the opportunity to go to Masada, but I have. And if you ever take an interest, And look it up on the computer. They'll tell you what happened at Masada. And you'll come to understand what it means when God says that Christians stick together in a family. They're his family. Amen? The family of God. Your natural family doesn't treat you too tough? Well, God's given you a better family anyway a family that's washed in his blood that is accountable to him. Amen? Amen. So don't act like you're you're an orphan. You're not an orphan. If one had something the covenant friend desired or needed, there was no hesitation. One was obligated to give it freely. This blood covenant was undissolvable. Undissolvable. It could not be broken except through death. It could not be broken except through death. The blood covenant consisted of a statement of the terms and promises of the agreement. An oath signifying that both individuals would keep the terms 
of the agreement. It also included a curse by each one upon himself should he break the agreement. So you already released the curse against yourself if you were not faithful to the agreement. And the sealing of the covenant by some external act, such as a blood sacrifice. In the blood covenanting between two families or tribes, part of the ceremony included a blood sacrifice where the animal was split down the backbone and the two halves were set opposite each other creating a walkway of blood. Through this walkway of blood, the representatives of the two families walked through twice, not once, twice, signifying that they would stand with each other even in the midst of death. That's serious. That's very serious. You think about it, that's extremely serious. Following the blood sacrifice, the terms of the covenant were promised, and an oath was made by each representative of the covenant to keep it. The covenant was then sealed with the covenant cut, in which the wrists of the two representatives were cut and tied together so that their blood would intermingle. The covenant cut on their wrists was a reminder of the blood covenant each had made. Now, I want to say something here. If you have ever made such an arrangement with someone without the authorization and blessing of your heavenly Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit, you ought to repent of that right now. You ought to repent of that. You know, children do this growing up. Why? Because somebody told them they could. Mm-hmm. Somebody told them they could. But if you've ever done this, you need to repent right now. If Jesus did not authorize it, you did that illegally. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, with your glittering sword, I cut the members of Miracle Outreach Ministries free from every illegal blood covenant that they have ever made in Jesus' name. I cut you free now. Come up and out of God's feet. Come up and out of God's people right now in the name of Jesus. Come out of God's people. Take a deep breath and come from your gut and release that. Come out. Come out in the name of Jesus. Come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of God's people in Jesus' name. You can't stay there. God did not sanction it. He didn't authorize it. You were illegal when you did it. Maybe probably ignorant when you did it too, but illegal nonetheless. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. They're over there. Amen. Now, Father, we repent of having done such, and having repented, we thank you for your forgiveness and your mercy. We ask you to heal us in that place by the blood stripes of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. All right. Having sealed the covenant in blood, the two families took one another's name and came together for a sacrificial meal, which was representative of the new relationship they had entered through the blood covenant. Amen? Amen. This is the type of blood covenant which God established between himself and Abram. So now before you ask me this question, did God slit his wrist? No, he didn't. And as we go on today, you'll see how God did this. Amen? Amen. No, God didn't do what they did in the movies, okay? Just cut that out. That's the devil's bright idea to bring you into sin and bondage. Amen? Amen. In answer to Abram's question of how he would know that he would take possession of his inheritance, the land which God had promised to him, God made a covenant with him, a covenant with him. Amen? Amen. God told Abram in Genesis chapter 15, verse 19. Genesis chapter 15, verse 19. Genesis chapter 15, verse 19. Amen. Uh, there's a little more to that. Let me go find it. Amen. I cut off part of that <laughs> accidentally. Amen. Okay, go back to nine. It's not 19, it's nine. I did that again. Told you that, couldn't see a thing. And in verse eight, he said, Lord God, whereby shall I know that I shall inherit it? And he said unto him, Take me an heifer of three years old. For those of you that I confused, I apologize. Genesis chapter 15, we haven't left that chapter. We're on verse 9. Amen. All right. And he said unto him, Take me an heifer of three years old, and a she-goat of three years old, and a ram of three years old, and a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Verse 10, and he took unto him all these and divided them in the midst and laid each piece one against another, but the birds divided he not. Amen? So God's going to do this his way. He didn't ask Satan's opinion anyway, and neither should you. Abram brought these animals, he cut them down the middle and laid each half opposite the other, except he did not cut
cut the birds. Birds of prey came down upon the carcasses, but Adam, Abram drove them away. That's what it says, verse 11. And when the fowls came down upon the carcasses, Abram drove them away. Amen. As the sun was setting, Abram fell into a supernatural deep sleep, and a thick darkness covered him. Out of this darkness, God spoke to Abram and revealed to him what would befall the nation of Israel, how they would be taken into captivity in a strange country for 400 years. For 400 years. Verse 12, And when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and lo, and horror of great darkness fell upon him. Verse 13, And he said unto Abram, Know of a surety that thy seed shall be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them, and they shall afflict them for 400 years. So now you can't tell me God doesn't have foreknowledge. He's going to tell you about your descendants and what's going to happen to them, and you haven't got the first one yet, and he's telling you for 400 years they're going to live in another country in a strange land. So now, seriously, if God knew that about Abram, what does he know about you? What does he know about you? So when you're going and you think you ought to turn right and God says, no, we're going left. But God, left. Guess what? God knows. You still don't. Praise the Lord. Amen. How he told him how they would return to Israel with great possession. Amen. And how he would li- Abram would live to an old age. So verse um, 14, and also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge, and afterward they shall come out with great substance. That's God's idea of great substance. We talked about how much they came out with before. That's God's idea of great substance, not our idea. You know, we get an extra $100 in the checking account, and we think that's great substance, but that's not God's idea, okay? And thou shalt go to thy fathers in peace. Thou shalt be buried in a good old age. Amen. So, as Abram reflected over these revelations from God, the sun set and darkness settled over him and the blood sacrifices. Then suddenly, the darkness of the night was lit up. In the midst of the sacrifices appeared something. But what was it? It was the presence of the Lord. You see, there's a scripture that we've shared before that says he'll be our light 
in darkness. Abram was in complete and total darkness. And then suddenly, the whole sky and everything, everything around Abram and the sacrifices lit up. God showed up with his very presence. Amen? Amen. And it came to pass in verse 17 that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. Amen. Amen. In the midst of the sacrifices, that's what appeared. It was the manifested presence and the glory of God Almighty. As Abram watched the smoking furnace and burning lamp, the manifested presence of God passed through the walkway of blood created by the animal sacrifice. God passed through. That's important to us. Abram and God entered into a blood covenant relationship that evening. God Almighty came down and walked through the sacrifices. This signifies that God was entering into a sacred union with Abram as a covenant friend. Abram, from that evening forward, was known and referred to as the friend of God. As the friend of God. You say, really? Yes. As the friend of God. You say, well, how do you know? Well, there's some more scriptures that tell you it happened. James chapter 2, verse 23. James chapter 2, verse 23. James, you've been there before. Chapter 2, verse 23. James chapter 2, verse 23. And the scripture was fulfilled. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed to him. It was added to his account unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. And he was called the friend of God. Amen? Second Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 7. Second Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 7. Amen. Second Chronicles, chapter 20, and verse 7. Art not thou our God? who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gavest it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever. God's friend 
forever. That's who Abram became. That's who Abram became. Now, I'm going to go to a different scripture right now. And when I get there, I'll tell you what it is. Because this is significant to us. Amen? This is very significant to us. All right. All right. There we go. I'm in Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. And I'm starting with verse 6. Galatians chapter 3, and I'm starting with verse 6. Galatians chapter 3, and I'm starting with verse 6. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, in thee shall all nations be blessed. In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident, for the just shall live by faith. The ones that get justified live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Verse 13, you should have highlighted this one by now. Christ hath redeemed us, from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Amen. Verse 16, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not, and to seeds, but of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. Amen? We are blessed through Abraham and through Jesus Christ. If Abraham hadn't done and believed and stood no matter what, well, we don't know. We don't know. But thank God we don't have to find out. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
This covenant relationship between God and Abram is the same covenant relationship which we have with our God under the new covenant. So I just proved that to you. Under the terms and conditions of the new covenant, God pledged himself. God pledged himself. He bound himself together with us as one. He bound himself together with us as one. All that he has belongs to us, and all that we have or will have belongs to him. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. And that price, the precious blood of Jesus. He promised to stand with us even in the midst of death. Even in the midst of death. Okay? All right. Even in the midst of death. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. For thou art with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Amen? Amen. God keeps his word, saints. He keeps his word. He doesn't back off when we come to die. He comes to get us, in fact. Amen? Amen. Isaiah 43, beginning with verse 2. Isaiah 43, beginning with verse 2. Isaiah 43, beginning with verse 2. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. We live unto the Lord and we die unto the Lord. Amen? This is how we do it. Isaiah chapter 43, beginning with verse 2. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. God's promising to be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They put this promise to the test. And when they came out, they didn't even have the scent of smoke on them. 
For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. You know, saints, you got to take God seriously. And when he took the time to call Moses up on the mount for 40 days and take his finger and write in stone the Ten Commandments, You've got to take those Ten Commandments serious. God took his time to write them out with his own finger. You've got to take them serious. They're not just some more words hanging around. No, God took the time to write them with his own finger so his people would understand clearly. And the line is drawn here. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I want us to think about these things. You know, we've been talking about Abram for a good bit now. And God is trying to get us to understand the significance of our faith, the significance of us having full assurance and confidence in God and being fully persuaded because we live in extremely trying times. And things if you think they're bad now, they're going to get worse. And you can't run away. There's no hole you can put your head in and cover it up with dirt till the trouble passes. That's just not going to happen. We're going to walk right through this. You have armor for a reason. You've been taught spiritual warfare for a reason. You're not here accidentally. You're here on purpose. You've been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. So don't plan your own plan. Stick to the plan that God has for you. Don't go off trying to chart your own course. You'll end up in the devil's arms. And worse than that, worse than ending up in the devil's arms, is if the Holy Spirit turns and becomes your enemy. You know for these rebels that just will not quit and will not stop, and they're just going to rebel no matter what, no matter what, no matter what. The Holy Spirit will turn where he was doing you good. He will turn and become your enemy. You do not need God to be your enemy. That's important. Some people think there's no limit to them doing what they want to do, that they can do anything and everything they want to do, and God's not going to do anything about their rebellion and their hard-headedness and their stiff-neckedness and their refusal to humble themselves completely and totally surrender and sell out to him. But they are wrong. Don't you be one of them. Don't you be one of them. You know God has a plan, but you're going to do what you want to do your way anyway. Well, if the Holy Spirit turns to be your enemy, I don't think there's much I can pray for you. All right? Amen. Let's understand that. Because that's the way it is. 
should the Holy Spirit turn to become your enemy, you're in serious trouble now. Not that you weren't before, but your own self-will did it to you. You did it to yourself. You can't say, well, the devil made me do it. No, he helped you, but you did it. You decided you're not going to listen to what those that are in authority over you have to say. You don't want to hear that. You want to get away from that. They're giving you God counsel, but you don't want to hear it. Well, when you reject their counsel, you're rejecting the counsel of God too. And if you just keep pressing against it and keep pressing against it and keep ignoring and just keep on with that attitude of of disrespect and dishonor and irreverence to God, there will come a day when the Holy Spirit does a complete pivot on you. Don't go there with him. Don't go there. Humble your haughty little self. You're made out of dust just like everybody else. You're not God. You never have been and you never will be. You need to humble your haughty self with your hard head, stiff neck, impenetrable. Don't want to hear it. Don't want to know it because you want to do what you want to do and you want things the way you want to get. Well, guess what? It doesn't work. My grandmother taught me a long time ago, you can't break God's commandments, but you can surely break yourself on them. The Bible says that this rock will crush you to powder. So for those of you that still have that rebellion in you, you know who you are. I urge you, to put your face to the floor and plead with God to come change you before it's too late. The cemeteries are getting filled up with these people. You can't just do it your way and slot your face up in, in God's face and I can do it. Well, I don't have to do this. You can't do that and get away with it. You have to give an account to God for the things done in your body and for using your will to spite him. You don't like the way he did things in your family, so you ain't going along with this. You're going to do your thing. Well, that's why there's a cemetery, and that's why we have mortician, because God holds your next breath in his hand. He has the ability to make alive and to kill. You see, the people in Noah's day thought that God would never do what he did. They had too much to say about that big old boat that looking thing, strange thing. And Noah says it's going to rain, and nobody knows what rain is at that point, not even Noah. He just obeyed God. But sure enough, only the ones that were in that ark survived. The entire rest of the world's population was killed, and God killed them. 
So don't think you're so high and mighty that you can treat God any kind of way you want to and trample on the blood of Jesus Christ. It's not going to work. So you need to have a serious talk with yourself right now. The Bible says to humble yourself. Humble your own self. And I firmly, you know, because God tells you outright in the scriptures that the spirit of rebellion, that's the same as witchcraft. He said, suffer not a witch to live. He has not changed his mind. So if you're one of these persons, you're going to have it your way no matter what, Make sure you pay your burial insurance so you won't be a burden to your family when you're gone. Amen? Amen. Don't be a burden to them. That wasn't their decision. That was your hard-headedness. That's you being a hard-headed knucklehead. That's you being stiff-necked. That's you refusing to humble yourself and obey God. That's you who doesn't want anybody correcting you. You don't need any more correction. The Bible says that don't those that don't want reproof, that don't want correction, they end up in death. So now, you can live and be blessed. We've talked about the blessings this morning and how God has blessed us through Jesus Christ and through a blood covenant. With Abraham. But you know, he says that he sets before us blessing and a curse, death and life. Choose life. Choose life. I don't think he can say it any plainer than that. You think so? I think he said it. It's up to us to choose. And some of us, unfortunately, have not decided to choose what God would have us choose. But when it's all said and done, we'll come to your funeral. Yeah, I knew him. I was in the ministry with him. Pastor preached this and pastor preached that, and God did this and God did that. And we talked about all of our praise reports, how God did this and how God did that. I don't know why this one didn't want to believe God. I don't know why this one didn't want to yield to God. I thought they were going to do this and this and this in life. But they had an early end. See, you can't jerk God around any kind of way you feel like it. Come running to him for blessings and constantly disobey him to suit yourself. God comes to you as a loving heavenly father and you put up your defenses. That ain't going to work. Amen. It's just not going to work. But you will find out the day you either see yourself burning in eternal damnation or your life flashing before you in a few moments. Amen. Let's not do that. You know, don't try God. He's God. 
The people in Noah's day thought they could do anything and everything they were big and bad enough to do, and they found out it didn't work that way. They never heard of God coming along, wiping out an entire population of the world in 40 days. But he did. And if he did it once, he can do it again. Amen? You've heard of carloads of teenagers driving down the street, and all of a sudden there's a wreck, but only one of them died. I'm telling you, don't play with God. He's not to be trifled with. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their powers. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong men and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of our witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks unto the heads of the devils and those that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking, listening, reporting, watching, keeping, whispering, familiar demons, electronic, digital technology demons and their attacks, all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, all brainwashing Kundalini spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, pastor devils and their attacks, sorcery devils and their attacks, of pain-afflicting spirits, Sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits in Jesus' name, all seducing, womanizing, whoredom spirits and their attacks. We bind electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism, mind control by the occult, force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology. Pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy, microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We bind the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic, audio, weapons. Targeted radio frequency, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. We take authority, dominion, and power over all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer, and their attacks, all the hypnotic trance devils and their attacks, mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. 
We bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G, and all components in Jesus' name. We bind Buddhist, Black Magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Latin American, Caribbean, Black and White Magic in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind our global cabals in the name of Jesus Christ. All requisite uh, that witchcraft by indigenous groups or tribal groups, or covens of any kind or any such organization, including the Illuminati, and all those clubs, Bilderberger included, clubs of every kind in Jesus' holy name. We bind every order of magic and mystic art. And we bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in the American culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air. We return his power to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog. Aha, and every and every abomination that has been committed. We bind the Lord of the Flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect. We bind all satanic ritual abuse devils and satanic worship. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind all rituals done on the phases of the moon. Hallelujah. All satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, witchcraft dedications, S-A-R. All satanic rituals, that was backwards, all satanic ritual abuse. We bind the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind all spiders in their webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, slap, sabotage, hinder, Besmirch, monitor, track, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. Thank you, Lord. We return and loose those, these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name. We bind food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in Jesus' name. We return to sender according to the covenant. All and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapon, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. We return to sender every attack against our website and the prayer room and the chat room in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us. 
astral projection, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person, or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender our witchcraft attacks through channeling and the satellites against the website in Jesus' name. Every attack against the website, we send it back. We send it back. We send it back in Jesus' name. We send it back in the name of Jesus. We send it back with every scripture, every scripture in the Holy Bible in Jesus' name. Every scripture in the Holy Bible in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We send back our Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, jujus, hexes, vexes, and spells, charms of any kind in Jesus' name. Nigerian witchcraft, all tribal witchcraft in Jesus' name. All Chaldean witchcraft, all Spanish witchcraft, breaking and destroying our social and emotional and psychological ties with food and drink which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts in the name of Jesus, binding all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, and devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, make-believe fantasy, fables, enchantments, false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the spirits and works of the oppressors, and the spirit and the children of disobedience. Martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversion, the outworking of vain deceit, dense spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the spirit of pride, the king of pride, and all of his underlings, all his strong men, in the name of Jesus Christ. We send you into the cage, to the feet of Jesus, for immediate judgment. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and soulish sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We bind all food, fecal, and solely sacrifices. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilate, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, On, Osiris, all false deities, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and 72, in the name of Jesus Christ. We break your grip and hold over God's people. We break your grip and hold over God's people. Every mind demon or witchcraft in the mind. We break your grip and hold in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, witchcraft in the mind. We break your grip and hold in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, witchcraft in the mind. We cut you free from the source of witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut you free from the source of witchcraft in Jesus' name. We cut you free from your source and tie to witchcraft in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We undo the works of 
demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual that has you in bondage in Jesus' name. Every ceremony, every rite, every pledge, every prayer, every vow, in Jesus' name, we bind the brotherhood, the rituals, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, and masonry, in Jesus' name. We cut you free from all of it, in the name of Jesus Christ. With the glittering sword of the Lord, we cut you free from all of it, and we cauterize the ends, in the name of Jesus Christ. Every Masonic devil is bound. Every Masonic devil is chained. We command you to come up and out from the root. We burn you at the root with the fire of God. We burn you at the root with the fire of God. We burn you at the roots and at the stump and at the tendrils with the fire of God. We send every Masonic devil into eternal damnation in Jesus' holy name. Every Masonic devil into eternal damnation in Jesus' holy name. Every Masonic devil, every Masonic rite, every Masonic ritual, every Masonic ceremony into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone forevermore in Jesus' name. We forbid you to sit here and not war against these devils in Jesus' name. You must war against them in the name of Jesus Christ. Being seduced by Freemasonry, we throw the Freemasonry in the lake of fire in Jesus' name. We call it out of your vessel because your vessel belongs to Jesus Christ. Your vessel belongs to Jesus Christ. The body is for the Lord, not for the Masonic demons in Jesus' name. Your body belongs to the Lord. It is not for the Masonic demons in Jesus' name. Father, we ask you to release your warring angels against every Masonic demon that has touched a child of God in this ministry in Jesus' holy name. Come on out of them. Come on out of them in the name of Jesus. I send the name of Jesus in to force them out. I release the power in the name of Jesus. I release the power in the name of Jesus. I release the power in the name of Jesus to every Masonic devil in Jesus' name. Order of the Eastern Star, Rainbow Girls, Demole, all of it in the name of Jesus Christ. We put it down from its high place in Jesus' holy name. And place it under the feet of Jesus. Come on out. Come out of them. Come out of them. Come out of them. Come out of them. In the name of Jesus. Come out of them. Come out of them. Come out of them. Come out of them. Curse be all contact with the Masonic realm in Jesus' name. Curse it be all contact with the Masonic realm in Jesus' name. Curse be the contact with that cult in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You promised to lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake, and we trust you to do it in Jesus' name. Amen. We send all this back to the workers 
afflictions to the workers of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind Belial's work in this matter to seduce you into the evil work of the Masonic Lodge in Jesus' name. I speak death to the Masonic Lodge in you in the name of Jesus Christ. I speak death from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus to the work of the Masonic Lodge in you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You came to set the captives free. You came to set the uncrushing legs in your arms. You came to set the captives free in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the land of sin. We bind the insanity, the pride, the workers' errors, the foolishness of our own opinions. We bind being misled in Jesus' name. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head. According to the scriptures, we bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers. No, they cannot gang up on us. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, and witchcraft back on their own heads, as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the devil, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief, And we ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, Father, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. We disconnect ourselves and command to leave every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us, we command you to leave us now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every day that was sent to us, there are witches living in our neighborhood. They're everywhere. We send them back in the name of Jesus. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially Christians that are being persecuted and those that were left behind in the Middle East and in Afghanistan, in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Father, we cover our transportation in the blood of Jesus and the airway, waterway, or roadway that we travel in the name of Jesus Christ. 
We thank you that you've already dispatched your angels ahead of us. We thank you for your protection and for watching over us, Father, in Jesus' name. We cover ourselves and all of our property, wherever we are, wherever we are, it is holy ground, because the Lord lives within us. This is holy ground. This is holy ground. We take authority over all the demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, demons trying to get into our dreams. We command them in the name of Jesus to stay away. We thank you, Father, for your warring angels protecting us as we sleep. And we thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We thank you for every rank and order of angel that you have, Lord, and those that are ministering spirits that you have assigned to us doing their duty in Jesus' name. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spirits, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, all voodoo dolls, we ask you, Father, to burn them in your fire in Jesus' name. All of the several people in this ministry, they've made voodoo dolls. We burn them voodoo dolls in the name of Jesus. We send those voodoo pins right back where they came from in Jesus' name. We send it right back where it came from. We pull out on fiery dark pins, needles, fear, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, and we return it to sender in Jesus' name. We cut and burn and destroy silver cords, ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other form of agreement with the demonic realm. We tear down and destroy walls of protection, shields of protection, all kinds of protection around shamans, globalists, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, Warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, liars, and such, in the name of Jesus. We break the power of all of their love spells, charms, vexes, hexes, curses, fetishes, psychic prayers and thoughts, death spirits, bewitchment, jinxes, potions, all mind control, voodoo, magic, sorcery, destruction, sickness, pain, torment, psychic power, psychic warfare, prayer chains, incense and candle burning. Incantations, ungodly blessings, chanting, hoodoo, crystals, root work, tribal rituals, and sins. We bind it up in the name of Jesus and send it back. We come against spirits of wizardry, evil and jealousy, sorcery, and such in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We bind up spirits of bondage, heaviness, faith, and hate, and we send it back wherever it came from. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise for what you have done among your people, Lord. We thank you for healing all of us. We thank you for setting the captive free, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickedness in high places. We bind Satan's methods of attacks and schemes. We bind all that he tempts us with, accuses us of, and deceives us. We disarm him and all of his demons in Jesus' holy name. And we lift up holy hands before you, Father, without wrath or doubting in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you, Lord, that you set the battle plan. You set the battle plan, and we follow you into warfare in Jesus' name. We release upon the people of God the peace of God, the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. 
the faith of God, victory in spiritual warfare, in Jesus' holy name, and all financial prosperity and abounding grace, in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise for the benediction. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. God, be merciful unto us and bless us and cause your face to shine upon us that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. And everyone said amen, 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 and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thanks. Those of you that need to recast, recast. Those of you that need to pray, pray. And everybody have a blessed Memorial Day. Amen. Safe from all harm, bullets, any other stray objects flying around the world. You know, around the world. There are all kinds of things going around the world, you know. Some of them look like balloons, whatever they may be. Safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. In Jesus' name. And we promise to obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Let everybody say amen. 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 God bless you. Pastor loves you. Pastor, I mean, you do. <laughs>